0: You, my friend, are listening to the Happy Hearthstone. This episode is brought to you, as always, by listeners just like you. And I'm so excited, we are right in the middle of relaunching the Patreon, which means new benefits, new rewards, all sorts of great stuff. You're really gonna wanna know about it, whether you've been supporting the show from the beginning or you're a new and fast friend. I'll have all the details for you at the very end of the show. What's it for you, you might ask? Well, I'll be giving one lucky listener seven packs of their choice, Guessing you might want some Rise of Shadows, so stick around to the very end to find out how you can win. Hello and welcome to episode 161 of the Happy Hearthstone, the longest-running Hearthstone podcast in the history of space and time and cards. I'm your host, Andrew Brown, and today I have a very special bonus episode for all of you. I'm thrilled, excited, and a little bit scared because I don't know what evil schemes are going to come to fruition during our <laughs> conversation today. <laughs> With some very special members of the Hearthstone design team, I'm joined by Peter Whalen and Liv Breeden. What's going on, guys? Hey, it's great to be on this. I, I'm
1: really excited to be a part of this podcast and to talk some about Rise of Shadows. Yeah, it's awesome. I'm
0: so excited. We obviously have a lot to talk about, um, but I don't want to zoom right past uh, letting you guys introduce yourselves. So um, I know that, uh, you know, you guys have been out in the community for a while. You've been on the team for a while, too. So I'd love to hear a little bit about uh, just your history and game design, the Hearthstone team. Uh, and if you can weave in there which video game you first fell in love with, I just think that'd be a nice little nugget that uh, that I personally would love to know, too. So Liv, why don't you uh, why don't you kick us off here?
2: Sure, yeah. Uh, so I uh, I started game design, I guess, or game design specifically on the Hearthstone team, but I was in games before working on Disney Infinity, before coming over to StarCraft and uh, Heroes of the Storm. Uh, yeah, so when I joined the design team, the first set I worked on was uh, Knights of the Frozen Throne. Mm-hmm. So that was a, a big one to kick off my, uh, my <laughs> crew here. Uh, and the first, the first, uh, the first game that I ever fell in love with was probably Majora's Mask.
0: Oh man, even even more so than Ocarina of Time. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I, I have to say it's a better one. Yeah. I feel I feel like it's a very specialized b- group of people who are very hardcore about Majora's Mask. So I like. Yeah.
2: That. <laughs> yeah, and everyone else seems to like hate it. I don't know. It's...
0: it's a fantastic game. It's just so markedly different in some ways, so I, I just think that's pretty cool. It's yeah. awesome. Peter, what about you?
1: Let's see. I've, I've been playing games since I was a little kid. I think the first one I really fell in love with was uh, Wizardry. I used to play with my dad, he he was actually playing, I would just sit on his lap and uh, and do things. And I think even to this day, the words that I can type the fastest are the spells from that game, because you had to type <laughs> them in. And so like Mahalito and Dalto or whatever are, are probably still the words I type the most quickly. <laughs> uh, and so what was I doing in game design? I, I built a bunch of games for my siblings as I grew up, and then I would make card games and I figured things out and as I started to learn how to program. I was also just making games. I made a Space Invaders clone when I was a little kid. Oh, nice. And then a bunch of different card game type stuff. Uh, I released a game on the App Store when I was in, in school and then that led to a position on the Hearthstone team. And so I've been on Hearthstone for maybe three and a half years now. I joined a bit before we wrapped up on TGT. So Grand Tournament's the first set that I worked on, but we were Pretty
0: late bug fixing at that point. Sure. So uh, League of Explorers is the first one I really, really contributed to. Man, you guys picked some iconic sets to to join the team and really first start contributing on.
2: Yeah, I mean that was actually one of the interview questions for me was like, how do we do Death Knights? And I mean, one of my pitches was pretty close to how we ended up doing it. So
1: wow. Yeah, that, that was a tough question to solve. How, I mean- do, how do we do Death Knights? <laughs> how do you make them feel really cool that it feels like it's all of the the classes
0: kind of having their own spin on it? Well, yeah, you guys did a great job on that. I think I think we're a little bit tired of them now. So there's a new season coming, <laughs> but man, was that fun for the time that we had it. Well, cool. Well, hey, um, we have to kick off this episode like we do with every episode, which is asking you guys why you're happy today, and it can be Hearthstone related, it can be outside of that. Um, I'll kick us off just to kind of show you how it goes. For me, actually, I'm heading later this week to join uh, my wife and daughter, who have had some extra time out in DC. Uh, I've never been out there and I'm going to get to see Washington Monument. Um, I'm going to get a Pentagon tour. So someone uh, someone made some stuff happen, I guess, but I'm excited for that, obviously. So uh, my brain is going to be overflowing with way too much history and knowledge and I'm not really a history buff, so I'm just gonna soak it all up, and it'll be great. Uh, but really excited for some time off. So, Liv, why are you happy today?
2: Uh, I'm happy because tomorrow's date night for me and my partner, so we're gonna go see a movie.
0: Nice. I'm pretty What's excited movie? about that. Do you know? Uh, Us. Us. Okay, I've heard of yeah. that.
2: Yeah, it's a horror film from. Yeah, <laughs> but uh, I don't know. We like horror. It's fun.
0: Okay, so horror Majora's Mask. I feel like I'm getting to know you a little bit better now, as we're. <laughs> <laughs> well... Nice of the Frozen
2: Throne, it's kind of a twisted (laughs) little mess
0: there. (laughs) I like it. Well, Peter, same question. Why are you happy, man?
1: So my son's been learning a bunch of words. And so recently, like in the last day or two, he's gotten really into I love you. And so whenever he, he says a lot of things. So when he's uh, being mischievous and he doesn't want you around, Bye bye, Dad Dad. I love you. <laughs> bye bye, Dad Dad. I love you. Uh, or last night, he knows he's supposed to go into his bed and go to sleep. So he curled up in our bed and said, Night night, I love you. Night <laughs> night, I love you. And so. Uh, it's it's very adorable and very sweet and so that that's been a good also, that's been a good two days. Feels a little unfair, you know. He's <laughs> he's
2: doing the system.
0: Yes, he, he's weaponizing "I love you," but it's adorable. Todd- toddlers have a way of getting away with that, and it's not really fair. But it's just part of the process, I guess. <laughs> <laughs> well that's fun I, I think i can speak for the entire hearthstone community that we're super excited that it's card reveal season there is nothing quite like this um my buddy wicked good and i call it like christmas or hanukkah for the hearthstone community because every day we have new presents um I, I, I was curious what is that like for you all as developers as designers and and just on the hearthstone team like as these cards are just popping up out of nowhere
1: it's pretty awesome. It's very busy. There's a lot of stuff that goes into doing all the card reveals and working on the next stuff. But uh, at the same time, seeing people responding to the cards is a lot of fun. It's really cool getting a lot of first reactions of, oh my god, I can't believe they did that. That's insane. <laughs> or, hmm, I hate this card. This card is awful. And just like trying to understand what's going into both of those is, mm-hmm. is actually a lot of fun for us.
2: Yeah, I, I love reveal season. It's Probably one of my favorites is just Letting people see the stuff we've been working on—it's—it's it's so exciting, Man,
0: that's especially awesome. for
2: like cards that I personally worked on. Seeing the reactions on those, what good or bad—it's—it's mm-hmm. it's really awesome to see your designs come to come to the public.
1: Yeah, I mean, this is why we do it, right? We mm-hmm. we want people to see the stuff and and
0: react to it and play it and experience the cards, and it's it's pretty great. I can imagine that there's an element of satisfaction when somebody is really upset about a card, too, because, like, you've just invoked anger in them or something like that. It's it's really cool seeing a lot of the discussion. It's rare that there's a card that everyone hates. Uh-huh.
1: It's much more common that there's a card that a vocal community really hates and a vocal community really likes. And seeing what people think about it and actually seeing that discussion play out is a lot of fun. And sometimes there's things like in Cobalt and Catacombs. To my side, got a lot of very negative attention. <laughs> right, right. And you're you're sitting there, and you know that that deck is going to be cool, and that there's a, a fun deck behind it. You're like, okay, it's interesting seeing these reactions, and then seeing how it's going to play out in the future.
0: And then especially when Spell Hunter ends up being a significant part of the meta at the time, uh, it's <laughs> it's even better. I you think. You know, that... for
1: example, the best deck in the game for the first week. Mm-hmm.
0: Yeah, just no, to say no big it deal. as a
1: possibility. <laughs> Oh, yeah that's cool it's cool seeing those those stories play out and sometimes there's cards that the community says this is going to be awful and then it's really awful and that <laughs> happens too
0: <laughs> either way you're in for an exciting time it's like we're in the middle of the story and we don't know what the conclusion's going to be so there's a lot of anticipation obviously around all that
2: yeah and there's there's other stuff too like i, I still remember that i wrote the line how long can this go on and people were like oh, is this an appropriate wow. like yeah yeah i think so <laughs> so oh,
0: yeah <laughs> I, I would ask how long that could become a part of, of the community. I don't think that uh, it leaving Standard is going to have a saying it any less, honestly.
2: So, <laughs> yeah, I think it's going to stick around. That's pretty Yeah, the
0: babbling book
2: meme is still oh, around. So. Book is yep, like yep, stuff.
0: it has to. Jeez. It's kind of crazy that those things have such a long longevity, but um, well, hey, I'm, I'm really excited to have you both here. Um, it's an honor, especially during this time when there's so much anticipation around the set and everything. Um, I, I was really curious to talk to you about some of the narrative structure of this year. I think it's safe to say that like the Year of the Dragon really took the community by surprise, um, especially the part about how you're going to be telling this story over the course of three expansions. So we don't have these siloed expansions that are really well done on the their own. We're going to have this huge overarching storyline. Um, I, I wanted to ask like what influenced you all to want to stretch it out to that entire year? This is actually something
1: we've been planning for a long time. Years, basically since we pitched Karazhan, we were thinking about what if we had an overarching narrative where we had a bunch of bad guys from Hearthstone and they all got together to form a League of Evil. And we've been Slowly building up that cast of character as time went on. Back mm-hmm. when it was a Carazon time frame pitch, it was just Doctor Boom and I think Rafam, okay. and we yeah. we were just gonna add three more characters at the time, and they would just be new for that expansion. But we thought it'd be cooler if we had the opportunity to build them up over time first. And so slowly, as we've added in uh, Madame Lazul and Whispers of the Old Gods. I guess that was a little bit before, but we weren't sure if we were gonna use her. Mm-hmm. And then Hagatha and Dr. Boom again, and getting them all together and saying, okay, who are these characters and what is their story going to be? And it ended up being too big for one expansion. So we said, all right, mm. let's just do it for the whole year. Let's actually tell the story. It's going to be the the year of the bad guys, and they're <laughs> going to, to do some awesome awesome scheming and plotting and villainy.
2: And I think part of it for me is like we see all these vignettes of cards with the card art and the voice lines and people really attach to those. But we've never really had an opportunity to tell something bigger. And I think this is I mean, this is just like allowing us to find people's favorite cards and make them bigger than just a card. Mm.
1: I I think there's going to be cool opportunities for storytelling here that we've never been able to do before where we're we're setting the scene in the first expansion, and then we'll be able to dive into it a little bit more as the the mission content comes out. And then as the rest of the year goes on, we'll be able to introduce some more characters and also to uh, push the story forward to a a conclusion at the end of the year.
0: Yeah, I think it's pretty exciting, even as well as these villains have been developed. We know that there has to be another side to things, and we've only seen a little bit. So (laughs) I'm I'm personally (laughs) very excited to see how the story unfolds and what we learn. Rise of Shadows is very much about the villains this is it's very much focused on Rafam and bringing the team together. Mm-hmm. And I I think Rafam was such a great pick. Uh, Everyone just collectively let out a sigh of relief that he's coming back in all of his glory. So this is going to be a lot of fun. Now, with the Blizzard team being so iconic in its storytelling motives, I mean, World of Warcraft, of course, has been telling story for years. Um, What do you think is distinctive about Hearthstone's ability to tell stories in a in a unique way for for what the game is?
1: We get to be silly. We get to push mm-hmm. the boundaries of what's possible in within the world of Warcraft. We think of Hearthstone as being stories that are, be, are told in the tavern. We've mm-hmm. got this tavern, a bunch of people playing cards, and they're, they're really telling each other stories. It's like fan fiction written in the World of Warcraft <laughs> universe. If, if Jaina was gonna write fan fiction, these are the <laughs> stories that maybe she would tell. Mm-hmm. And so you get to tell the spooky ghost stories of the Witchwood. You get to tell the tales of high adventure and kobolds and catacombs. And now it's a little bit of the superhero stories. It's what if we got a bunch of supervillains together and what does the what a world of Warcraft characters envision supervillains getting together and pulling off the greatest caper in Dalaran. Mm -hmm. And so that that's the story of Rise of Shadows. And so we get to push the boundaries of Warcraft storytelling in ways that you couldn't in a more serious, more epic game.
2: We can also, like, explore characters that are not there anymore. So, for instance, like, hmm. Uther or Goldan, they're, they're dead. So we, but we can still <laughs> play with them, right? So, right. like, we can, ex- we can say, what would these characters do in this scenario that, necess- that like, can't happen anymore? But maybe are interesting questions to ask.
0: That'd be really cool to see how the, all those play out. Um, now with these villains that we've seen to me, Madame Lazul really stood out as one that we know the least about. Uh, we know her from the old God's reveal video, the teasers from the rise of shadows. That was kind of, I, for me, I was like, what in the world is she doing here? Like, I, I don't even know much <laughs> about her. Um, can you tell us anything about who she is in the universe and, uh, and like, uh, why she was chosen, I guess, as an iconic character here?
2: I mean, she's a, a fan favorite, and she kind of just fits into that deception. And like, ev- each Evil League member is a different type of evil, right? Sure, like, sure, Dr. Sure. Boom is an explosive evil, Rafam <laughs> is the plotting evil. And and so she's the, the mysterious plotting kind of like, we don't really know a whole lot about mm-hmm. her. Maybe something will come to light.
1: She's sort of a corrupting influence. She's also one of the Evil League members that's actually competent. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> Rufom R- is highly competent, brilliant strategist. Sure, sure. Maybe not the best leader. Uh-huh. Uh, but some of the other members of the Evil League have They've, let's them- go with strong personalities.
0: Uh-huh.
1: Uh, maybe strong vices and maybe even bordering a little bit on obsession. <laughs> Insanity maybe? <laughs> yeah. Maybe they're not the the most able members of the team <laughs> and th- they have they have strengths and also very much weaknesses and mm-hmm. lazul is highly competent able to think through things and able to uh try to actually exert her will in a way that's productive rather than just uh going with her whims and sort of falling pr- victim to her her desires okay
2: but I mean, like Togwaggle's got a bunch of kobold, like a lot of kobolds. So I mean, just <laughs> the manpower—they all absolutely bring something to the team. <laughs> she brings a little bit more long-term planning, right? <laughs> I like the term competence. <laughs> on, on the
0: on the note of Togwegla, I wanted to ask, I have two designers here. I have to ask you some design questions. And as I was thinking about Rise of Shadows, like the biggest thing to me that would be uh, a good, difficult uh, challenge to have is reviving these old favorite characters and mechanics. Um, but... Like, how do you p- pay proper homage to these to these beloved villains and yet make something that's really fresh in a new card design? Like, I mean, you use High Spear and Togwaggle as an example, kind of like, I, I mean, Togwaggle was so iconic for what he did. I mean, we've had Togwaggle decks. So, like, what? I, how do you even mm-hmm. start thinking, like, what could another Togwaggle look like?
1: It's really about starting from who this character is. Dr. Boom's all about explosions, and so we brought back BoomBots for him. hmm Togwaggle's all about stealing stuff. He's incredibly greedy and a little bit short-sighted. And so in this case, he, as long as he's got a crony, a a lackey on the board, then he can get a fantastic treasure. And so it was capturing the spirit of the character without necessarily going back to its original mechanic.
2: Mm -hmm. Yeah, it's more about like, what is High Spare and Togwaggle? Like what, what is Kobolds and Catacombs at its core? And it's just, Fantastic loot, right? Mm.
0: Yeah, I think it's going to be fun to see how those treasures affect things. I mean, we haven't uh, we we haven't had a lot of opportunity really to bring him back, but now Togwaggle is going to uh, I don't know he's going to send out all of his lackeys and stuff to make it happen. <laughs> Well, that'll be fun. Uh, as far as new mechanics are concerned, Twin Spell seems like it could be crazy good. I mean, it like it doesn't get more value oriented than also put another one of these in your hand, right? So, uh, how do you yes. handle balancing a keyword like that to make sure it has the right level of impact on the game?
1: Carefully. <laughs>
0: <laughs> That's good.
1: <laughs> we, we play lots of games with it. We come up with a lot, a lot of keywords and a lot of crazy ideas, and we'll try out tons of them. Uh, just this week, we're working on a set pretty far in the future. Mm-hmm. And each of the designers on the initial design team is just making their own their own version of, uh, of a thing and trying out a bunch of different keywords. And so at the end of this week, we'll have at least six different versions of keywords that we could try out. Wow. And for Twin Spell and for Dalaran, it was pretty similar. For Rise of Shadows, we wanted a keyword that captured the defenders of Dalaran. Mm-hmm. We've got all these people that are on the good guy side and they run a magic city. And so we tried out a ton of different keywords to capture that and we wanted one that really uh, captured that flavor of I'm a spell caster, I'm a powerful wizard, and Twin Spell was in that space. It gave you extra spells to power if you're holding a spell type cards, or if if you cast a spell this turn, or for every spell you cast, you do a thing. And we really just wanted you to feel like you were casting lots of spells, and so Twin Spell made a lot of sense. It's also just fun to play, which is a lot of upside, and can make some pretty cool cards.
2: Yeah, you're just like, I get two of this, this is awesome.
0: Now, in your testing, did you find that there were like twin spell decks, or did you uh, was it more like a good asset to have in certain uh, certain like decks that were trying to do something more late game?
1: It's less about having a twin spell deck, and more that these are cards that work in other archetypes. We've seen Forest Aid, which can go in a trance strategy. That's the spell, the twin spell spell. It summons five two two trance with right. a twin spell, and so that's a good late game card for a a Trant type deck. A lot of the Spell Hunter pieces are rotating, but Zul'jin's still around, so we wanted to have another piece that was good with him. Mm-hmm. Uh, Unleash the Beast is a great card with Zul'jin. That's a six mana, I think. Summon a five five. Summon yep. five, 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 yeah. uh, Beast with Rush mm-hmm. that has Twin Spell. So if you cast that with Zul'jin, and you've cast both pieces already, you get two five five Beast with Rush, and also a copy of the back half of the Twin Spell card right, in your hand. Right. Right.
2: So if you can find other ways to cast the same spell again, Twin Spells are great. And so
1: there's possibilities for twin spells, twin spells in Mage, Hunter, Paladin, and Druid. And so, uh, for example, Mage has had decks in the past that care about casting lots of spells. Mm -hmm. We haven't shown any twin spell Mage cards, but that's the type of space that you could go into where you have a deck that's casting lots of spells. If there's twin spell pieces for that, it might feel different because you're doing twin spell, but it's still that kind of overarching cast lots of spells Mage deck.
2: And we we can put... Twin spell in uh, Mage, whereas Twin spell or uh, Echo in Mage is really scary with Sorcerer's Apprentice because sure, if sure. you can do shenanigans mm-hmm. to get it down to zero, there's a lot of OTK ways. So the design space is pretty limited that way. But with Twin spell, we can make the mana more expensive. We can go make it go over two turns. It's got a cap of only two casts. So there's a lot mm-hmm. of cool little knobs that we can pull with Twin spell to make it a little more. We have a bigger design space for it than we had for Echo.
0: Sure. Now I, I also my mind as you're talking about Mage and Twin Spell went to Flame Waker. So I'm guessing Wild fans are gonna have a lot of fun with Twin Spell in this next expansion. Flame is great. Absolutely. It's it's a fun card to, to play with twin spell stuff
1: and that's the kind of archetype that I think Twin Spell can help enable in standard in the future as
0: well. Very cool. Very cool. Well, hey, I've got to say that I am a huge fan of bombs in this game. And so the recent announcement for Blastmaster Boom and just that the bomb mechanic is kind of being explored a little bit more, that just like personally spoke to my soul. So I I was really curious, what was this like for you to take Dr. Boom and really go back to his roots, it seems like, with this design for Blastmaster Boom?
1: Oh, we were so happy when we when we came up with that, when we landed on, okay. We're going to have Blastmaster Boom tie into the bomb deck because we had the bomb deck originally. Mm -hmm. Uh, Somebody had been working on that and done a—well, I'll just call you out. Liv Uh, had been working on that and put (laughs) together this bomb deck that was really a ton of fun to play where you were shuffling a bunch of bombs into your opponent's Uh deck and then you were just waiting and hoping that they would draw them and— sometimes they did and they would explode for 15 damage and most of the time they didn't and that's why it was actually this fun tension right but we wanted one more key piece for it and boom was just the perfect fit and it it felt like an explosive combination
2: It is pretty ironic that we made the boom deck before Before we made
0: boom I mean, Sephora Bomber was a nice little addition. I, you know, throw him back to Iron Juggernaut, even way back, way back when. I know there was a lot of talk actually on Twitter in the Wild community about uh, Iron Juggernaut decks actually, you know, living up to their full potential now.
1: <laughs> yeah, when I joined the team, uh, our, one of our, our lead designers loved Iron Juggernaut. It was his absolute favorite card. And he would just play Iron Juggernaut with every possible way to bounce it or double it. And that was just his thing. So in some way, this feels like an
0: homage to that. Sure. And Boom is the person to actually bring it to fruition. Well, man, that is going to be a lot of fun. I can't wait to see the rest of these. Hey, as, as we close out our time, I know we're kind of getting to the end here. I wanted to ask a fun question to sort of sign us off. This is the year of the dragon. So I just want to ask personally, <laughs> what is your favorite dragon card that's been printed in Hearthstone so far and why?
2: Uh, I like Emerus. Uh Maybe not in the Hunter deck, but I love seeing it generated in more control decks, like through Dragon Roar. Yes. Because if Warrior gets a hold of Emerus and they're, they're like, yeah, I got like 30 armor, I, I can just play this 10-mana card and just hang on.
0: <laughs> There's no downside.
2: Yeah.
1: Emerus is so close to my heart. Like, as a WoW player, when I was, when I was in college, that was the character that I would just camp and wait for him to spawn because he had this <laughs> hammer for my druid that I desperately needed. And so, uh, man, if you'd asked me my happy day back when I was I was in college and we finally killed Emerus and that hammer dropped, that was – I still remember it. It was in January.
2: Is this more or less than your kids saying I love you? I'm not going
1: to answer that because he might listen to this someday in the future. That's not a fair question. That's, that's not okay, a fair question to ask. Let's see, my favorite dragon in Hearthstone. Azerdrake's a pretty sweet card. It was just this good card that you could put in your decks, and mm-hmm. you put it in all your decks, and you always felt pretty good doing that, uh, which is in part why he, he graduated to the Hall of Fame. But <laughs> right. uh, but uh, Calicos, I think, is going to take that mantle. He's He's just fun to play. Mm-hmm. Sometimes you play him with a plan, and then you discover a spell, and you're like, oh, now I have a new plan. This is a better plan. I'm going to go with this.
2: And if you ever see him in Discovers, it's it's like every time you want to snap oh,
0: pick Oh, goodness. That. Yeah, the value is just insane.
2: With Messenger Raven, you actually get him in Discovers a lot more often
1: because that's Ooh. discovering just a mage minion. When
2: mm-hmm. you play that on Curve, and you're like, oh, I got seven turns to brood and wait.
0: <laughs> they have no wait clue what I'm turns, up to.
2: Wait until I have ten mana crystals. And then I'll find a spell to cast because I was not planning on this. <laughs>
0: How many times in uh, the development cycle did people coin out Caligos on turn nine? I just have to ask. I think oh, it actually it happened so last so week. Bad. Yeah. Oh no,
1: <laughs> <laughs> it's it's so sad. Yeah, uh, it happened. It happened more than zero.
0: <laughs> that's that's fair. Oh, gosh, I think it's going to take all of one time for me to do that and never do it again, hopefully, but we'll see. I, I
1: hope. I, for cool. your sake, I, I hope yeah, not. That's pretty
0: optimistic, <laughs> but yeah. <laughs> well, Peter and Liv, I want to I want to be respectful of your time. Um, I, I For everyone who is as excited as we are about Rise of Shadows, how can they stay in touch with you and with the Hearthstone world uh, to see all these crazy cards that are coming out?
1: I, we look at lots of places, uh, Reddit, Twitter, our forums, Hearthpwn, You name it, there's probably a designer that reads it. Uh, (laughs) Twitter's the easiest way to get in touch with me. I tend to answer a lot of questions there, especially
0: rules-type questions. Mm -hmm.
2: Uh, Yeah, if it's rules questions, I'm usually on Reddit answering there, so.
0: That's awesome. Well, I know I speak for many people when I say we really appreciate the the quick. Re- I know you can't respond to everyone, but when we see those pop up in my feed and stuff, I'm just always like, wow, that is clarity. It helps us get our mind around these cards a little bit more. We'll still probably be wrong about plenty of them in our estimations, <laughs> but it's it's helpful when these crazy things come up to hear from you. Um, well, anything else you want to say about Rise of Shadows as we're signing off here? No, I'm just I'm just so
1: excited for it. There's so many cool cards coming out over the coming weeks and then the set's finally going to launch and it's it's a whole new world with Quest rotating out and Death Knights rotating yeah. out. Standard is going to be completely different.
2: And then the explosive single player that we have coming up later oh, than that, nice. which is oh, nice. I'm like super looking forward
0: to that.
1: I, I'm just I'm just really excited for the Year of the Dragon. Thank you so much, Andrew, for having us on your podcast. We are all happy today.
0: (laughs) (laughs) I'm so glad to hear that. It's the perfect way to be able to bring in the new expansion. Well, I'm so thankful to have been able to talk to you guys. I, uh, I I speak for all of us when I say we're really excited to see what's to come. And hey, thank you all so much for visiting the Happy Hearthstone and having a little fun with us. We'll see you next time. Thank you so much for sticking around to the very bitter end here. Uh, Not bitter at all, after a great conversation like that. My sincerest thanks to Peter, Liv, and the entire team over at Blizzard that helped to make this possible. Truly a delight. Tons of fun. And I mean, come on, are you not just as hyped as ever for this expansion? I really can't wait. I did want to take some time to talk to you about the changes that are coming for our Patreon at the Happy Hearthstone. And whether you're a new listener, you've been listening for a while, there's a brand new initiative that I have that I think is going to appeal to a lot of people, and it's called the Happy Hearthstone Inner Fire. What is the Inner Fire, you might ask? Well, it's a one mana pre-spell. Makes your attack equal to your health. Some might say it makes your actual ability equal to your potential. That's what I would say. You see, I've talked with a lot of listeners who love this game, they really wanna get better at it, they wanna rank up, they wanna hit new records, but they don't really know where to start. They know how to maybe watch some streamers here or there, how to find a good deck, but they just can't seem to get where they want to get. And the Inner Fire is an exclusive community I've created for people who want to take their game seriously and take it to the next level. It's going to be a Discord channel where you'll get daily access to tips, tricks, and a lot more for how to increase your gaming. I'll be talking about what you should be looking for on the meta, deck suggestions, and stuff like that, but we'll also do some Google Hangouts and other special events where we'll do deep dives into sessions about the building blocks of how to really become the Hearthstone player that you know you know you can and want to be and this really comes from the years of coaching that i've done um, from hitting legend myself and also honestly getting coached myself i've noticed a lot of things that don't come very naturally to people as they're just queuing up on the ladder and trying to get better at hearthstone and so i'm assembling those into an entire system And the inner fire is going to get the first taste of that, essentially. So we'll have daily conversations, but then monthly deep dive sessions that are going to help you really grow and reach your full potential. Uh, Like I said, it's going to take your potential and match it with your ability. So if that's you and you're interested in that, I'd really encourage you go over to patreon.com slash the happyhearthstone. The Inner Fire is available for patrons who are supporting the show at $10 or above every month. You're going to get a ton of value for that and you're going to help the show to grow and become better as well. So go check it out for yourself. Let me know if you have any questions. You can reach me at happyhearthstone at gmail.com if you have questions about the Patreon. Or anything else about the show, and I hope you'll check out some of our other great shows. You know, the Happy Hearthstone, I love having developers on here when we get the chance, but most of the year we have people just like you who come and hang out on the show. They want to talk about a crazy deck that they've really enjoyed playing, or something that they're learning about the ladder, or life, or anything related to the game of hearthstone so you can go back and listen to past episodes and have yourself a really good time i also want to call your attention to what's coming which is our our uh notorious review episodes where my good friend wicked good and i sit down and for usually around six hours we talk about every single card from the new expansion in excruciating detail tell you about the highs and lows that we can see coming We get some of them right, we get some of them wrong, it's always a good time though, and especially when everyone uh, is just thinking about these cards constantly, it's a really fun time. So be on the lookout, that should be out in the next couple of weeks as the expansion is launching. And I know that some of you are still listening also because you're waiting for that chance to get some free sweet packs. I can't blame you, I like some free packs myself too. Something else that's really exciting that I'm starting up are monthly giveaways. So I'm going to be giving away seven packs in Hearthstone of your set of choice. Like I said, I think it's probably going to be Rise of Shadows, but it could be whatever you like. And the way to enter that is to join the Happy Hearthstone newsletter. It's completely free and you can go to the happyhearthstone.com slash newsletter to sign up. You'll get updates about the show when I'm creating new content and any other little sneak peeks that I like to throw in there every now and then. Everybody who's on the newsletter will be eligible for the drawing for seven free packs and patrons get a bonus entry into that drawing as well. So if you want to maximize your chances, you can sign up for the newsletter again happyhearthstone.com slash newsletter and become a patron at any level, support the show and get an extra entry as well at patreon.com slash the hearthstone. Alright, well I hope to see you again here very soon for our Rise of Shadows episodes, they're going to be a blast. Again, can't thank the Blizzard personnel enough uh, always fun having them on and Liv and uh, Peter were just an absolute <laughs> delight. So thank you to them and thank you to you so much for joining the Happy Hearthstone and having a little fun with us. I'll see you next time.